It's your freaking duty to seek out that outside tribe where you can go solve some of your problems and not bring everything to your partner. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey everyone, before we get started, I have some really exciting news for you. Our famous Fast Foundations Mastermind for all entry-level and early-stage entrepreneurs is now open for enrollment once again. Now, I can promise you that this is hands down the best early stages and entry-level mastermind that is out there, I promise, and for about half the price of everyone else's. But I don't want you to take my word for it. Listen to some of these past members' experiences. Hey guys, my name is Michael Dash and Fast Foundations really helped me get clear on my coaching strategy. They also did a great job in giving me some creative ideas and I specifically credit Chris and Lori to coming up with some fantastic strategies. It is a no-brainer to join this mastermind. Fast Foundations was awesome. Hey, my name is Jackie Service, and the Fast Foundations Mastermind helped me to ignite my business and see rapid growth financially while staying aligned in both business and life. Fast Foundations Mastermind not only helped increase my financial literacy and improve my digital marketing skills, but the power, the true power was in all of the relationships built and the collective knowledge of the other mastermind participants. Listen, all those breakthroughs you just heard are just the tip of the iceberg. We have so many more of them. And if you make less than $499,000 a year as an entrepreneur, I want you to lock arms with us and we want to help your business explode over the next five and a half months. So here's what you do. Rush over to fastfoundations.com. Literally right now, go to fastfoundations.com because seats are really limited and they're going really quickly. And this thing kicks off the very first week of March. So if you want to be in this room with us working on your business and hearing all the secrets that we've used to make our brands explode, drop what you're doing and go over to fastfoundations.com and claim your spot right away. We can't wait to work with you. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another mini episode of For Love of Money, episodes that I like to call My Two Cents. And today, I am weighing in my two cents with my better half, my beautiful wife, Lori. You guys in our DMs have been asking us to do way more podcasts together. So you're going to get a lot more of that as additional and bonus content this year. So Lori and I are about to sit down and reveal to you three things that we know have made us really successful. Like we sat and examined what are the three things that we do differently than most people. And we get to see what everyone's doing, right? Through our coaching, through our masterminds, through the DMs, through the events we speak at. We get really good feedback on what's holding you guys back. And we thought about, like, what is it that we do differently than the other people who feel stuck right now? We figured that out. And we're going to share those three things with you right now. So get ready, listen up, because here we go. All right, babe, here we are. One of the things that we heard the most from both your listeners and my listeners is that they wanted you and I to do more quickies together. 
(laughs) I'm so glad that they're concerned about our sex life. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we're supposed to film these or just record them via podcast. This is a a different type of quickie. Downloads might go through the roof if we do it the other way. Okay, so anyhow, you guys asked for more of Lori and I together, and we made the commitment to do more of that this year for you. So here we go. Uh, Lori and I wanted to chat about three things that we really think make us successful because... One of the questions, let's say we're on a panel, let's say that we are um, talking to somebody, let's say we're speaking at an event. One of the most common questions is, what do you think you do differently than other people that make mm. you successful? And we sat down, we really tried to think of like, okay, what are three things that truly set us apart? Yeah. So babe, what's the first one? The first one is, I think that we do this, I, I've done this from day one on goals and without this I did not do anything. And the number one is to create your own accountability. Totally. And I I mean, I'm thinking back to my fitness days of like, oh, I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to be a mentor. I wanted to be in magazines. Like none of that was happening until I went to, I saw in Oxygen Magazine, I saw that there was something called Camp Savage where they trained people how to compete in fitness. Um, and do different fitness competitions. And I'd never flown on a plane before by myself. I think I'd only flown like one or two other times before that. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do this because I knew I had to do it because I wasn't showing up before that. I had tried to set all the goals. I was, you know, 26 years old. I had not yet done the thing, even though I talked about it for five years prior. Mm-hmm. And I still had not done the thing because I did not have accountability for myself. So I had to put money down. We weren't in a great financial situation at all. Um, We weren't really in a great spot in our marriage either because I was not like, I wasn't creating accountability for myself and I was just moping and feeling sad. And I kind of going through life. You were coming home every day and I was whining to you about how. I ha- I didn't, you know, I was a victim and I didn't have it like the other girls had it. I didn't, you know, get to go to high school or college or I wasn't someone who was super fit. I didn't get, you know, those advantages. I wasn't an uh, athlete. I would just stay in that mode over and over and over again. And it wasn't until I created that accountability for myself, put the money down, did the scary thing, got on the plane. Do you know how many times I tried to talk myself out of that? Oh yeah, I remember. And and by the way, I hope people are catching what you're saying because this is the first big breakthrough. I talk to so many talented people and I give so many talented people advice. And I'm talking people that could absolutely crush it in whatever it is that they want to do. Like I'm blown away when I talk to them. Yeah. And then I talk to them six months or a year later and they've, they haven't moved the needle. And yeah. I've been there before and you've been there before. And I, I want people to catch what you just said. You invested money and you invested in a coach, right? Yeah. Camp Savage, Kathy Savage was your coach at the time. It was the combination of those two things that made you get on that airplane, that made you show up. Do you remember how scared you were to oh even God. go to that camp to begin with? Well, think about it. I was homeschooled. I've never been around large groups of girls ever in my entire life. And here I am going to a fitness camp where all of these girls are, like half of them are already all competing and were like stars in my mind. And they were, you know, it was Boston. So I'm from the Midwest and there was a clear difference in our personalities. I was so shy. I had panic attacks. I was like sitting in the back the entire time. Kathy didn't even know I was there until like the very last day. (laughs) It was... It was horrible and amazing all at once. And I can say like while I was there, it felt not good. And then when I was done, I was so proud of myself. Like that was the first time I proved to myself that if you just show up, things will start to happen. Like I I met so many people. She made us set a date to compete. Um, I had a partner who 
technically like dragged me there. Like there's someone I knew who was going to meet me there. She ended up um, being there, but us not hanging out that much. And we set a date together to compete at the same time. She ended up backing out and not doing it. And I was like, well, shit, now I have to do this on my own. Um, But it was the accountability now that I had with that entire group that really, really honestly launched everything for me. There's three pieces of accountability that you just named and all three are crucial. Number one, your skin in the game, your investment. Number two, your coach that you sought out. Number three, a deadline that you set. I'm going to compete on this date at this place. And you set that date before you left from Mm -hmm. that camp. Those are the three pieces of accountability that if you don't have these in your life, you're not going to succeed. It's got to be the investment, the skin in the game, in whatever form that is for you. Something that, you know, it hurts that you put it into the game. So now you have to show up for it. Uh, It has to be the guide, the person, the coach, the tribe that holds you accountable and tells you where to go and when to go there. Mm-hmm. And it has to be the deadline that you set for yourself and that you live up to. I, You know, it's funny. You said one of the people that agreed to compete with you didn't follow through and you did. Yeah, I, I can't even remember who this is, to be honest with you, but I wonder where they are in life by not showing up for a deadline and not being held accountable versus where you are in life oh my because God. you showed up. She wrote me like four years after that. Oh, you and serious? she was literally like, I can't believe it. I'm kicking myself. And I was like, I didn't even know what to say. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Because it was her dream too. And it was just, she just was in the exact same spot. Accountability is so important at every level. We're not just talking about people getting started. Um, we're talking at a very elite level too. So, you know, we run this elite level mastermind and it's mostly million dollar earners and up in there. And at the end of every time that we get together, we get together three times each year. At the end of every time we get together, they have to stand up and say one thing that mm-hmm. they're going to accomplish by the next time we get together. Then they have to wager something that really hurts. Yeah, and awesome. I give them a choice. It can be positive reinforcement. Like if I hit it, I get this. Or it can be negative mm-hmm. reinforcement. Like if I don't do it, I have to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it works so good. For, yeah, they know like, themselves. It's like a triple threat. Here's why. <laughs> Number one, they know themselves. So they're choosing things that are going to make them do it. Number two, they've now told the rest of the mastermind. In other words, they told the public that I'm going to do this and that holds them accountable. Number mm-hmm. three, they've put themselves into a group of people of other high performers. And when you put yourself in a group of other high performers, let me tell you, you do not want to be the one person who shows up and doesn't perform. So no. it's like three forms of accountability in one right there. And if that just made you sweat, I'm that's kind of the that's the accountability that you're looking for. I so something that I want to point out. Some of you are listening to this and you're like, "Oh, I would never I, I would be too nervous." I you just you already counted yourself out. We talk about this at the yep. masterminds all the time. Like sometimes we'll say something that's challenging or sometimes we'll have like a competition for something in there. Um, and I always acknowledge, I, I ask for a show of hands. I'm like, who already counted themselves out just by us saying this? And that's the mindset that has to start shifting. You have to start noticing when you've already counted yourself out. Some of you want to join one of our masterminds. Some of you want to go and go to a camp or go to an event that you see online. Some of you want to join someone else's mastermind. Some of you want to do uh, Marie Forleo's B-School. Some of you want to be doing all of these different things, but you're not. You're counting yourself 
yourself out because you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. It's because you're missing the fact that once you show up in the room and you commit to different accountability and you get money in the game, then all of a sudden there's a lot of pressure. And here's the thing. Um, there, I can't remember. It's a, a, a famous tennis player. And she says, pressure is a privilege. Pressure is a privilege. Yeah. And you have to remember that there is something such, there, there is positive pressure that you need in your life or you just don't show up to become your highest self. So you're actually trading. Here's what I think. You're trading suppression, depression, and anxiety for yes, pressure, but it's positive stress if you can manage it. And believe me, we also share a lot of tools in our masterminds and there's a lot of tools out there, um, you know, podcasts, different things like that to deal with the positive pressure of moving forward. But I'll tell you that growth and expansion always, always, if you choose the, a positive perspective around it, it's going to feel better than stagnation. Yeah. It, I always call it manufacturing pain points. Here's the thing. So many of you listening to this right now, your life is pretty good. Like it, you may not be where you want to be, your business not may not be going the way you want to go, or your marriage, your relationship, your whatever. But let's be honest: if you take a step outside and look in, your life is pretty good. Mm -hmm. But that's the problem: is when things are pretty good, there's no pain point that is painful enough for you to do what it takes to be great. Good is the enemy of great. We've heard that before. So what you have to do is I call it manufacturing pain points and you do that through accountability. Lori and I seek accountability like a heat-seeking missile. Like We surround ourselves with these different forms of accountability all the time and that's why we move the needle so quickly. It's not comfortable. No, it's but not. that's manufacturing that pain point because you and I have a great life, babe, or a really good life, but we know that we have other levels we haven't tapped into and we wouldn't bother tapping into those things because it's painful yep. without creating these pain points of accountability. So that's number one. Number two, another form of accountability that you and I have done an awesome job is putting people in our life that are such high performers mm -hmm. that we feel an obligation to keep up and add value to them and be interesting to them or they're not going to want to be around us. Yeah, And that's what I call our environment. You and I control our environment. This is number two. Number one is accountability. Number two is we control our environment like ninjas. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to be super clear on this because some people just said in their mind, well, I don't have access to those people. So I wouldn't even be able to do that. We didn't either. Yep. You guys, did, are we forgetting we're from the Midwest? Like nobody lived there that we can really, that we were really hanging or that was like a putting on events yep. at the time. Nobody had masterminds for us at the time. Uh, we had to travel to we, go by these high-level people. We were, if we're being honest, we felt like a, a bigger fish in a smaller pond at the time. So once again, we weren't surrounded by any levels that were challenging us to get bigger. Yeah. I mean, not until later because we were actually a small fish in a very small pond yeah, for a yeah, long exactly. time. Like when we had, uh, some of you don't know, we lost everything. We lost our home. We were like $300,000 in debt. So that's when we actually, that was our first move. We moved into the smallest apartment, apartment in, in the a, wealthiest building. In a wealthy building. Like this apartment was actually created. It was made for the penthouse people's children to come and stay with them visit. when they yep. came back to visit. And we're like, actually, We'll take That's the that. one we rented. We'll take that one because we wanted to surround our, and that was that was like really high on our price Massive range. Massive accountability too. Oh my God. So accountability to show up and be like, well, shit, we have to make this money. And also now we're around these people who are really, really successful. So that was one way we were like, we're going to put ourselves in an environment that is bigger than us that we have to grow into. This is a beautiful example. Let's talk about 
this apartment that we barely squeaked our way into that really was just supposed to be extra accommodations for the wealthier people in the building. That is an ultimate example of controlling our environment. So look at that environment. Number one, it was an inspiring environment. Mm -hmm. Every time I'd walk Waffles, our dog, I'd talk to somebody else who was out there walking their dog and they've already done a hundred times what we've done. So I was inspired. Number two, it was accountability, like we just talked about. Because when you tell people that you live in the same building that you're going to do something, you're going to see them next week or yeah. the week after that. And you have to be held accountable to actually taking action or they start to think that you're just a talker. So there was accountability in that environment. Number three, it was really a beautiful place. So I was inspired. We're, we were inspired mm-hmm. to create a life. Remember, we kept saying we wanted to move upstairs. Yes. We literally meant it, but it was yeah. really in an analogy that, we were inspired by this idea of being able to move upstairs into that building. Yep. We'd be like, move it on up. Move <laughs> it on up. Um, that building was a great analogy of controlling our environment. Yeah. it's. Well, here's the deal also is just getting in the room. So we're not telling you to go move apartments, but actually, sure, if you can, go <laughs> stretch yourself and move for real. Um, but I am saying... Get in the rooms. This was an example of we're getting into an environment where the conversations when you're just bumping into someone taking out your trash or like he said, walking your dog, you now share with them what your vision is. And they're like, oh, my friend does this. Oh, this person does this. You are accessing different contacts. And that that's what happens, you guys, when you get into rooms and masterminds or you go to events. Because Chris and I started going to different events. And that is where we were like, okay, we're super introverted, you guys. It's so easy for us to go to events and be like, we're going up to our room on lunch break. We're going up to our room afterward. And we were like, this is not the time or the place to play small. Like we came here to go and meet people. So what we did is we're like, we have to force ourselves to connect with people that make us nervous or go over there and say hello to that person or, oh my God, I think I know who that is. Or that's that podcast or that's that author. That's that. I Yes, I, I have to do that fangirl moment where I have to go over and meet this person and just get on their radar. So that's something that I want to tell you. A lot of times in the beginning, you're just getting on the radar. You're just meeting them. It's not all hinging on this single moment that's way too much pressure. So what happens a lot is you can be like, you know, then you can contact their assistant after you've met them. Maybe you're trying to get them on their your podcast. Maybe you just want to go and roll in their coaching program and now you're a person who they remember because you show up. That's how so many people get on our radar is they come to our events. They're in our masterminds. Like those are the people who are going, we're going to use first for all the different things that we do. Those are the people that we are willing to stick our necks out for because they are showing up. Like think about that. Another thing that we do really well when it comes to our environment, I have to add this in, is our we control our physical environment because we've yeah. been talking about the people environment pretty much this whole time. But our physical environment, you and I know that if we have any kind of bad food in the house, we'll eat it until it's gone in oh, one yeah. sitting. So we literally animal. make it so that we have to order out or go out to get food. You and I just did it 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Went out and got our lunch for today um, because we'll eat everything in sight. That's one example of controlling our physical environment. We also make sure that we have the music on all day, every day that we want in our home because it's the physical environment that inspires us to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm huge on clutter. I cannot do it. You know, yes. I just get... I, so when you're... I just had... Um, uh, Tanya who wrote Tanya Dalton who wrote uh, Jomo on my podcast and we talked so much about this. I need you to take a look around your house right now. Your physical environment is most likely matching 
what your brain feels like every day. If there is clutter in the corners, if you have closets that are bursting at the seams, you know, that might mean that you're shoving everything down. That might mean that you're not actually taking care of things. You're putting band-aids on everything. Um, if you have clutter everywhere, it means that you might be super disorganized in your emails, in your life, like no clarity on anything because your life just feels like chaos. Your car feels like chaos. You're not dealing with things. So sometimes the fastest way to start dealing with things is literally to set aside time, get someone to help you. Hire an organizer if you can, even for a couple hours or watch some YouTube stuff. Marie Kondo your way into Mm -hmm. clearing out your house. This was huge for me. And you know this, Chris, when you, even when your closet, even for men, when when his closet was like bursting at the seams, he was like, I can't, I literally, this is driving me nuts. I'm like, yeah, because it's how you're feeling in your life. Like things are, oh my God, you were bursting at the seams. I was literally like business wise and mentally at the same time that my closet was. Clear it up and you will notice how, what happens is you walk into your home and it's such a reflection back to how you're feeling. So if you have shit piled everywhere, it just adds to the mounting shit in your brain. And if it's clear and you're dealing with stuff, once you deal with your home, it's really funny how that concept starts moving into your life. Like start getting rid of things. And I will tell you, this also is all about abundance mindset because a lot of people can't clear out their house or clear the clutter when they're in a really big lack mindset. So just watch how when you start clearing things and be really honestly ask yourself, do I need this? And what is the fear around me getting rid of it? Do I believe that I won't get another one? Do I believe that I don't deserve another one? Do I believe that I'm never going to be able to make enough money to be able to you know, upgrade something like this or, you know, hire someone out for this. Like start thinking, looking at those thoughts and the more abundant that I started to feel. And this was long before I made money. I cleared things out long before I made money. I was like, let go. You're not using this. This is such a lack mentality. You do not need this. I have faith that something better will come in and fill this space. But if you do not give your dreams or those other things that you are desiring in your life, space, they will never enter because you are gripping onto the old, making no room for the new. Yeah, it's so true. Okay, so number three, if number one was we create accountability in all those different forms we talked about, if number two is we control our environment. I mean, like ninjas, we control the both the, the people in our environment mm-hmm. and the physical space in our environment. Then number three, we do this so well, we make sure that we think about the big picture or... Mm. The other phrase we always use, I literally think this phrase came from rehab. By the way, neither Lori or I were in rehab. (laughs) I think that's where this came from. Is It's called playing the movie to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it came from the concept of when somebody wants a drink again, before they grab it, they say, play the movie to the end. You Mm -hmm. have the drink. What happens next? How do you feel? How do you feel tomorrow when you wake up? What could be the end result, right? So you and I do this so well. We think about the big picture. And here's the truth. In your journey to creating the life of your dreams, there are a lot of moments, a lot of days, a lot of weeks, sometimes a lot of months where you are not doing what you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem. People feel like it's supposed to feel good all the time. Oh, and when you feel like it's supposed to feel good all the time, it's actually the most disempowering belief ever Million because percent. now you feel like, oh, I must be doing it wrong or I'm not going to mm-hmm. keep doing. But what do you and I do? We constantly go back to the big picture. What's the end goal? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this in a broad sense? And then that adds value to that hour, that day, that week, or that month that's kind of painful or feels kind of icky mm-hmm. because it immediately reframes it from, 
this sucks. Whatever I'm doing right now, this sucks. It reframes it to, no, this is one small step in the big picture and the big picture is what keeps me going. Oh my God. You just made me think about number one, money and number two, fitness. So bring me back to fitness because I'm going to talk about money because this is... I was I was in fitness forever and now we're in, you know, masterminds and entrepreneurs and all of these things. And the the thing that holds people back the most is they are looking too short term. Yep. They look at the investment on things, they look at the investment on events, they look at you guys, this is I see women hold themselves back from coming to Bliss Project every year. And it would be something that would accelerate them so quickly. Mm-hmm. I see people holding themselves back from the mastermind every year. And it's because they're just looking at the amount they're putting in. They're not thinking about well, what picture. will happen if if they just made a different decision from here, got in that room with people who taught them how to make their money back instantly sometimes. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's literally instant. For some people, it takes a year. For some people, it's two years. And then it grows to whatever, you know, but we always, always see this is that people are thinking way too short term and they want to be entrepreneurs. But the only way to be an entrepreneur is to understand that you will constantly be investing in your business if you want it to grow. There will never be a time when your business grows that you did not do something to invest in it, whether that was bringing someone new onto your salary, paying for different ads in your business, whether that's you know marketing, whether that's investing in your product. There will never be a time that you will grow without investing in yourself or your business. Lori is so freaking true. Like I want to give real examples. Every time that our income goes up exponentially. I'm like, yay, extra income. We're riding <laughs> off in the sunset. But yeah. then we'll hire a couple more people and commit to those salaries. Then mm-hmm. income income goes up again. And I'll be like, yay, we're riding off in the sunset. Then we'll each join $50,000 masterminds. Mm-hmm. Then income goes up again. Yay, riding off in the sunset. And we'll double our ad spend. Yep. There's never a time. Please no. get used to this if you think you want to be an entrepreneur at any level. There's never a time where you're not continuing to invest in yourself, invest in your business, invest in your infrastructure as your income goes up. And quite honestly, the investment comes first. Everybody thinks, I'm going to do this once I'm making blank. Yeah, That's what's holding you back. It's ass backwards. I promise any one of you who's listening that flips it on its head, you will join Lori and I as we ride off into the sunset. Meaning when you flip it on its head to once I invest in blank, that's when my income goes up. You are the one who's going to be successful. Anyone who keeps saying, I will invest in blank. Once my income goes up, you're the one that's going to continue to be held back. And that's what you and I do so well is we think about that big picture. There's so many times we don't want to spend money on things, Lori. And Mm -hmm. you and I now we're to the point where we're making six-figure expenditures all the time. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, I don't want to part with this six figures for this or that. But we go back to the big picture, and that's what this point number three was. And it reminds us, oh, if we do this commitment, it brings us this much closer, or it's this key cog in the big picture. And that's how we follow through with making the investments that are sometimes tough to make. And I just, I, I kind of want to point out, and Chris, I'd love your opinion on this too. I think some people may have just gotten like discouraged, like, why would I ever do this then? And, you know, like, because I do think people think entrepreneurs start a business, I'm going to make all this money and it's going to be easier. And I don't think it's easier. I think it's more purposeful. 
And it's got a higher ceiling. It's got a higher ceiling and you're doing it on your own terms. But the workload, I mean, you guys, that's all I've been listening to is business podcasts lately. It's, you're going to be sweating. You're going to be working hard, but you also, once you figure different things out, we also now have gotten to build in a lot of time together. Like, and we get to build this business or our businesses together, even though we both have separate things going on as well. Um, so there's that, but there's also so much freaking purpose and you can build businesses that help other people with their purposes and also help give back. So the fulfillment, the amount of fulfillment that I experience daily that I'm able to shift into in comparison to what I potentially could be doing is so, so huge. And I have to tell you, honestly, Chris, you and I have had times when we were doing network marketing where technically for a while, we could have just not worked. Oh yeah. And when we first moved to California, we kind of were like on autopilot. Like we were working, but we didn't have all of this- Obligation. Obligation and and purpose. And you and I got pretty depressed. Yeah, it was boring. It was boring. Every day I'd be like, ooh, what are we going to do? Like go buy some more tennis shoes today, go on another walk today. Like There really becomes, I get that you need breaks once in a while, but once you have a long enough break, you realize it's the purpose and the doing that makes you happy, not the getting there. Like at that point, we needed a break. And so we're like, yeah, we're going to take a break. And we were working, but we weren't working. Like you and I are made, we're workhorses. Yep. We prefer to work a good portion of the day and work hard. Like it feels really good, especially when it's in your purpose. But I just was to this point where I'm like, I I got to do more. I need to do more because I was not feeling as on purpose as I knew my potential was. And we're living a huge part of our big picture. So let's describe our morning really quick to, to everyone. Literally right now, as we record this, already today, we woke up together and didn't have to rush off to jobs. We had coffee together. Mm-hmm. We read books together. We went to Soul Cycle together. We stopped at one of our favorite places, Creation, and got our green juices and some other things together. Now we're sitting up here in the podcast studio recording together. And this is the big picture. This mm-hmm. is the life we wanted to design. This life didn't happen without staying attached to the big picture of what we're trying to design and working backwards. Mm-hmm. And working backwards means who do I need in my life to make this happen? Mm -hmm. What do I need in my life to make this happen? Where do I need to invest in my life to make this happen? What do I need to give up in my life to make this happen? And those very tough questions, because a lot of times you don't like the answers to those questions, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. Those very tough questions individually suck. As a whole, make up the big picture that give you the beautiful day that you desire. I just want to point out like some people might be listening and like, yeah, but I don't have a partner to do this with, or I don't know what that big picture is. And in in our mastermind, we have so many people who are in a relationship, but their other partner is not in it. And they're like, you know what? This isn't, uh, we're not meant to be on the same path of building a business together. So what I do is I get all of my partners and accountability and people I'm going to run with my business with in this mastermind or elsewhere. You need to find those people because your partner can't be everything for you. And a lot of you aren't meant to work together. I just want to really clarify that. A lot of you aren't meant to work together. And for people who are singles, they go in all the time because they're, uh, that's, you know, 50% of our group because they are 
Um, they just need that accountability for themselves. So it's not an excuse to be like, I don't have the support because you and I were in totally different trajectories for a while. Yeah, you know, I was literally, you don't even know this. I was literally telling somebody about this yesterday at the gym, another guy. Uh, I was saying one of the best things for our marriage is that you're part of a, a, another woman's mastermind yeah. that meets regularly and you bring a lot of your challenges and problems and quandaries to them instead of bringing them to me. Yeah. Because when I had to be all things for you or when you had to be all things for me, that was not a happy marriage. No. It was too much. It's too much. You're not meant to be all things to each other. Mm -hmm. You have to find that outside tribe, whether you build it, whether you invest in it, whether it's your duty. It's your freaking duty to seek out that outside tribe where you can go solve some of your problems and not bring everything to your partner. Yeah, and you guys, if you're listening to this, like you gotta get out of your own way and it's gonna feel so crazy and so scary and you're not gonna feel ready. I know when people show up in our mastermind, everyone gets up in front of the room and they say, I just, I I did not feel ready. I still don't feel ready, but I'm here and I'm gonna show up. Yep. And then at the end of every weekend, I was like, oh my God, this is like every answer that I could have ever wanted. And then what happens again? I just want to point this out. They go through that time and they even work together and they come back to the next one. And they're like, I'm in my head again. Oh my God, I'm so grateful for this group because I was about to like quit everything and back down. I'm like, yeah, that is what it's called. That That's is life. why you have to have these people and these places that you show up to because- I feel you. Like just this morning, Chris, like I was in my emails, which I shouldn't be in my emails mm-hmm. first thing in the morning, but building this business, I kind of have to be right now. Uh, things East are Coast, shifting yeah. a bit. Um, so I was in my emails and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so discouraged. Like I was just beyond discouraged. And it wasn't until I start, you know, talking to people, talking to you, talking to different people who are building businesses. I'm like, duh, this is a part of it. Get over it. Move forward. Find an answer. This is like the fun part of entrepreneurship is the challenges. By the way, you keep mentioning our mastermind. Is it tacky to throw it in there really quick that Fast no, Foundations is our entry level and early stage mastermind for tacky. entrepreneurs? Tacky. I'm like so freaking proud of it. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Go. So shameless plug. Here we go. If you are making less than $499,000 a year as an entrepreneur and you have much bigger dreams than that, literally, if you're making fifty, dollars $100,000, $200,000 and you want the tribe... And you want the secrets because we lift the curtain on everything. If you want to work hand in hand in person and online with Lori and I and our team and our very talented friends, then this is totally what's calling your name. And here's the best part. We always price things for an agenda, not for their value. And this one we priced to make accessible to anyone who's ready to roll up their sleeves and find, oh my God, what we talked about, accountability, who, whoever's ready to control their environment, and whoever's ready to really attach themselves to the big picture and actually accomplish the big picture because it's, it's less than half. I get to see inside everyone else's masterminds. It's less than half the investment of everyone else's masterminds. And that's because our agenda was to make it accessible. This is almost our give back in a way, one of our give backs that you and I do. Honestly, one of my favorite things is the um, truly the people that are in there and the testimonials. Like it, We've now been doing this for how long? Uh, this will be the third round we're doing this one. Third round. Like you and I sat in the back of the third round, this last one. And I was like, this is this is so tried and true. Like I can't not sit here and hear every people. Everybody stood up and gave a testimonial at the end. Like they shared their wins. And I just sat there. Every single 
person had an insane win, whether it was personally that they just broke through something and mostly their business, mm-hmm. massive wins. Some people doubled their income. Some people, did I see someone like 10X their income? Yeah, totally. It was amazing. Somebody had a $100,000 day. Yeah, that's you guys. You cannot get that until you're in these rooms. And I'm telling you, you just have to trust and take the leap. And just like Chris said, it is half the price of most people's masterminds. And it works. I'm so proud. of. I'm so freaking proud of it, Chris. Like it's mind blowing. It's one of the most beautiful things that you and I get to do because we get to move the needle so much in this room and bring in just epic guests and bring in incredible speakers and connect. The biggest thing is the accountability with the tribe, the connection to the tribe, and just getting in and hearing these conversations. That's what we heard the most is these conversations you cannot get anywhere else. They're mind blowing. You're like, I didn't... I didn't even know people were doing this. I didn't know you could do this. I didn't understand that we could charge this much. What are you talking Mm -hmm. about? Like, how is this working? So you get the inside of so many people's businesses that cuts out years and years, cuts out years and years and years. It does. Honestly, here's what it is. You and I are lucky. We live in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in Los Angeles where everything is being built, meaning businesses. So unless you're living in New York or unless you're living in Los Angeles, I'm just going to be very frank and say you're probably having a hard time finding the doers with all the secrets and all the connections to what you are trying to figure out. This is the way to plug into what you are trying to figure out. If they're not in your backyard, then you got to go where they're at. And and that's exactly what this is. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys. So we're just going to put a bow on this and invite you to go check it out at fastfoundations.com because I want to be in the room with the people who are already listening to our podcast, who already are super hungry for... Um, more purpose and more fulfillment and connection. And I truly believe that's you and we'd love to work with you. So go check it out right now. And there's a couple of specials. So number one, if you join, it's already 30%. We just opened it up. It's already 30% sold out at the time we're recording this. But special number one is you get two bonus group coaching calls that nobody else gets. So it's really intimate, really hands-on with Lori and I and our team. Uh, If you join by February 13th, and the second one is we're an early bird right now. It yeah. saves $1,000 and it's already half price of everyone else's masterminds out there, but it saves $1,000 if you join before February 24th. So February 13th, two bonus coaching calls, real small group, intimate, where it's literally just Q&A about your business. Mm-hmm. And uh, February 24th, if there's spots left by then, we're still an early bird, saves you $1,000. Go check it out at fastfoundations.com. All right, let's put a bow on this, Lori. Because really the important thing is I don't want people to miss the point of this podcast. And that was the three things that you and I do so well differently than what most people are doing if they're struggling out there. It's number one, we create massive accountability. I call it manufacturing pain points. Number two, we control our environment, both the tribe part of our environment and the physical Mm -hmm. part of our environment, as well as anyone I've ever met in my life. And that's been a game changer. And number three, you and I stay attached to the big picture. There's hours, there's days, there's weeks, there's months that we're doing things we don't want to do, but we're able to do them and able to find the purpose in them because we keep bringing it back to the big picture. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys, so grateful for you. Definitely go check it out. We'd love to spend the next five months with you. Um, It is also just so much fun. So until next time. Uh, earn your happy and what else, Chris, on your podcast? I think I always just say goodbye. 
this is what happens when Lori and I record together and kick them out on both of our platforms. Like, how should we start it? How should we end it? All right. Thank you so much, you guys. And we'll see you next time. Love you, babe. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.